have you met Miss Jones? Someone said as we shook hands She was just Miss Jones to me And then I said, Miss Jones You're a girl who understands I'm a man who must be free And all at once I lost my breath And all at once was scared to death And all at once I own the earth and sky And now I've met Miss Jones And we'll keep on meeting till we die Miss Jones and I Hello, Howlers. Welcome to another episode of Hell's Kitchen Cast. Jones in for whiskey. You want to have a Merry Christmas. You want to dance naked around the Christmas tree. You want to put evil things in your son's stockings. Hey guys, it's Chip, a.k.a. Colonel Chaos. Enjoy me, as always, is the one, the only, the all-nighter himself, Mr. Agent Andy Ant-Man Urquhart. How you doing, Agent? Not tiled yet. Not tiled yet. Still going. <laughs> it's what? About, uh... It's nearly 4 a.m. now, yeah. 4 a.m.? <laughs> you, you just did a marathon spoiler cast over on 42 Level 1 of Star Wars. Yes, yes. And don't don't worry, it will be tagged on at the end of an episode of Forty Two. If you don't want to listen to it, you don't have to. There are many spoiler warnings beforehand, so do not worry. There'll be sirens and, and everything else. Yep, and we certainly won't mention any Star Wars spoilers here either. So no. don't worry. <laughs> Did you like it? I liked it. Thought it was a great movie. Definitely worth uh, worth going to see. Okay. Yeah, and that, that's all. Um, we're, that's all we need to say right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, like I, I just spent two hours, well, nearly two hours talking about it. So <laughs> if you want to hear my thoughts on it, go and listen to 42 and you'll, you'll hear it all there. <laughs> Maybe after the first of the year, you and I can get into it a little bit. But I'm not saying anything until then. I want to see it again. There's so much mm, to yep. absorb in the movie and uh, that I definitely it, it definitely requires at least a second, if not a third viewing. Mm, yeah. So. All right. I, I would agree. I, I'll just mention one thing that's Marvel related that um that cropped up while I was watching the watching the movie. Well, mm-hmm. before the movie, so the trailers the in the cinema that I went to see it, and they showed the trailer for Deadpool, which was fine. And it's the same trailer as before. And they also showed the trailer for uh, Captain America: Civil War. Yes, we did get that, and it looked like it might have been extended a little bit with a few new snippets. And uh, like I'm, not, I'm not even sure about that. Like the uh, the trailer for me, I'm sure it was the same trailer. I could I could be wrong on that one, but the the only reason I bring it up is because I went to see Star Wars in 3D, mm-hmm. and I'm not a particularly big fan of 3D, but it suited me and my dad mm-hmm. to go and see it at that time. So we went and saw it in 3D, and 3D was okay in the movie. I don't. Like I said, I don't like 3D. 
But in the trailer for Civil War, this 3D was absolute shit. Absolute shit. I don't know. Did you see it in, in 3D as well? I saw Star Wars in 3D. I'm pretty sure the the tra- the trailer for Civil War was in 3D. But by the time we got through the half hour of trailers that they had <laughs> attached to the movie, mm-hmm. um, I think the 3D wore off. <laughs> okay. And honestly, uh, the only time I realized that I was still watching it in 3D was when things got fuzzy or the glasses kind of slid down my nose. <laughs> yeah. The only reason that I'm bringing this up, right, is because the, in the trailer there's a fight between Iron Man, Captain America, and Bucky, right, right. or Winter Soldier. And in that scene, like I've seen the scene in normal 2D on my computer screen, looks absolutely fine, looks really cool. Mm-hmm. And Cap, Cap and Bucky both beaten on Iron Man, and like it looks cool, it looks like they're occupying the same space. In the 3D one, though, it looks absolutely shit because Iron Man is like closer to you so it looks like they are punching thin air like and he's just like reacting to their punches which is very strange so there is no possible way I'm, that I will go and see Civil War in, in 3D and I, like like I said I don't like 3D anyway so I try and avoid it where possible but yeah this has just reaffirmed my belief of do not see movies in 3D okay <laughs> I, I mean I usually do go see them in 3D, but you know, uh, I, I I tend to agree with you. I'm not sure. I'm not sure Star Wars uh, benefited from 3D. No, it didn't get in the way. That's probably the, the best That's, thing you could yeah. say about it. So, but yeah, I, I just wanted to mention that, like, uh, that it definitely put me off seeing Captain, uh, Civil War in 3D. I actually bought the special Star Wars 3D glasses too. Oh, what my cool. theater was offering. <laughs> it was it the was it Kylo Ren ones you got? I might have gotten Vader ones. I can't remember now. They're out ah, in the cool. car. <laughs> so cool. But yeah, um, yeah. So that's all I wanted to mention from that. Okay. Um, there, there's one like slight piece of news that I want to mention is with regards to Jessica Jones. Before we get into mm-hmm. talking about these two episodes, um. Yeah, Christian Ritter was recently interviewed. Uh, I, I can't even remember where it was from. Mm, nope, can't even, can't even see where it was from. But anyway, uh, uh, THR, I don't know what THR is. But uh, I, I read this on uh, comicbookmovie.com, which is where I tend to get most of my comic book news. And basically she is she was asked about them potentially doing a season two of Jessica Jones. And obviously it hasn't been announced or anything like that. And it seems unlikely from what everything we've heard that it's going to happen before uh before daredevil mm-hmm. but she did um iterate like a few points about how she has like her powers and has an innate goodness <laughs> in her uh to help people which is which is cool and obviously we'll uh we will we'll talk about that as we discuss the episodes and i i was actually going to like uh talk about her powers there but I think I'll leave that for when we actually talk about them in the in the episodes, not these specific ones, but mm-hmm. going forward. But uh, she basically said that it's it's going to be interesting how she ends up getting dragged into being a part of the defenders, which uh, it's kind of like uh, I don't know if it's throwaway or what, but it's an interesting little uh, little bit of tidbits, and we, we like tidbits, especially when there's no other news to talk about. <laughs> 
Yeah, sometimes sometimes we uh, we get a little desperate here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So definitely, but I'm looking forward to seeing her like in the defenders and seeing how she interacts with uh, Iron Fist and um, Daredevil in particular because she's like she's totally on the opposite side of things for the most part from Daredevil. Yeah, I. You know, I kind of uh, see, I mean, I kind of see Luke Cage as Jessica Jones season two. Kind of, yeah. And, and I think they'll just, I, I really think they'll roll her into that. And I, she'll just be... Yeah, I mean, she, you know, other than her original series alias, and I never got around to reading The Pulse, and like I said, that's actually available on uh, Marvel Unlimited as well. Um she kind of becomes a supporting character after her Pretty initial, much, yeah. uh, you know, after her initial thing. Mm. I yep. mean, in the comic books, I mean, she's not a headlining character in any way, shape, or form. Nope, definitely not. I, I think she will fit well into the Defenders, though. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, yeah, that's the, like, that's all the news that is fit to print. <laughs> okay. So why don't we get right into the episodes then? Now, uh, first one we're going to cover is episode four. Mm -hmm. And what was that called, Andy? It was called AKA 99 Friends. (laughs) Which, uh, do you know, like when I saw this, when I saw the title pop up, I was like, there is no way that Jessica Jones has 99 friends. No, um, she's so it must not be that talking likeable. about. Yeah, I know, and she doesn't like to make friends, and she, they must be talking about somebody else having 99 friends. But we, we'll get into mm. we'll get into that as the episode goes on. But yeah, so in this episode, someone is uh, spying on 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 Jessica. Uh, she A- also actually before we get into it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I told you this. I, I told you I had a little story about oh, story, yeah, how yeah. I watched so this. T- tell me your story. <laughs> so, um, and uh, it, it's better to do it now before we get into the episode itself. Okay. So, uh, I got a new toy this week, Andy. Mm-hmm. I got uh, the Samsung Gear VR headset. Oh, nice. Okay. And one of the apps available for it is Netflix. Nice. So... And I just got this last night, so uh, I'd already watched the episodes, but I was re-watching them. I watched episode four of Jessica Jones on the VR headset. Nice. So, <laughs> so you did a bit of a Back to the Future on us then? Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be doing a full review of the, or at least my initial impressions of the VR headset. Uh, the biggest thing I can tell you is, A, the VR works. It works really well, and it blows you away, okay? Mm, um, you know, just, you know, you can be put... There's a lot of th- 360 VR videos that you can be part of. One with Paul McCartney, uh, like you're on stage with him pretty much. Um, mm. But it... It's absolutely, it's, if you've ever listened to B-Team, we did an episode a a few months ago where we got into VR, and I pretty much said, so far it it hasn't impressed me, and I'm out because of the cost involved. Mm -hmm, Yep. This impressed the hell out of me, Um, and it's very reasonable. You need a a Samsung 
I think a Galaxy 5, 6, or a Note 5 and a Note 5. I think those are the only mm-hmm. three phones that work with it, and the Edge, which is what I have. Um, and you basically pop your phone into this thing that's more or less just a holder for your phone. And then uh, it, your phone powers the entire thing. And yes, mm-hmm. it is extremely immersive. It is pretty much it's pretty breathtaking the only problem is uh if you're doing a lot of manipulation like menu manipulation or bouncing from program to program uh, or app to app or playing a an, a game uh your phone will overheat in about 30 40 minutes and it'll say we need to stop mm. yep that being said, I was able to watch the entire 57 minutes of Jessica Jones on this. And what it what it is is you go into the you're you're in the Netflix theater. Mm-hmm. And you're not actually in a theater. Think of it more as like <laughs> a giant ski lodge or hunting okay. lodge. <laughs> and like where there's supposed to be a giant you know huge fireplace is this huge ass movie screen and you're on a couch or a chair or whatever (laughs) and you can literally look all the way around and uh check out the hunting lodge you can't move in it but you can Mm. look around and it's quite impressive and then on this giant movie screen you get to watch jessica jones and you know if you move your head what, during the thing, you know, the 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 screen will, you know, you can not be looking at the screen if you wanted to. Um, <laughs> the biggest thing, and, and the picture quality was decent. I can't say perfect because mm-hmm. there is a slight, you know, people are referring to it as the, the screen door effect. You know, you're kind of like watching through a screen door to an extent. It's not that uh, invasive or bothersome to me, but uh, there were a few times where I thought the picture quality kind of degraded. You know, like how Netflix gets a little pixely when uh, it it slows down or the network gets jammed. So... Uh, but overall, it was an incredible. It, it was a cool way to watch it. I'll be watching more on it that way. But the <laughs> thing that freaked me out the most, because you get comfortable, you know, you're kicking back on the couch, you're watching this, and you kind of, you're there. All right, you're in this hunting lodge. <laughs> um, and then I kind of looked down and I was like, "Where the fuck are my feet?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, no. So, I mean, all of a sudden, it's like I look down, and it's like I have no legs. <laughs> so, how the, one thing that crosses my mind here is how do you control it? Like, how do you tell it what to play? Uh, there is a little touchpad on the side that you can swipe and and tap, mm-hmm. and then head movement. So, like uh, you know, you kind of look around. Uh, there's a little reticle, retic, reticule. I don't know how you say that. Yeah. A little targeting thingy, uh, in and then you kind of target with that, and you just kind of tap it, or you mm-hmm. get a joystick. Okay. And if any of you have an Ouya, you now have a use <laughs> for your Ouya uh, controller. 
<laughs> Does it work with it? Yeah. Yes, I that, I paired it tonight with it. Ah, so, cool. So I and like I said, it's a hundred bucks. It's you know, mm-hmm. it's if you have a Samsung Galaxy Six Six Edge, and I think the five works with it. Um, it's actually worth getting, and uh, it, it's kind of cool. But yes, yeah, so Thanks. I want, and I gotta tell you, uh, I I enjoyed it, and I like the idea. Usually, I'm watching on. Um, if we're watching downstairs, it's a 40 inch screen. And then if I'm watching in the game room, it's like a 52, 56 inch screen. Mm. Yep. I was quite, I was really impressed with, I felt like I was in, a, in like at Star Wars watching it on <laughs> uh, the big screen. That's cool, man. Um, I, I, you know, I would like these apps to be like voice, co- voice command. There is a lot of, I, this, I don't want to get into this too much yeah. because this isn't the B team, but um, I was, it does have some voice control. Uh, the Internet Explorer was, or is in beta, or, you mm-hmm. know, the Internet browser is in beta. And actually, that's how you uh, search for your websites. Oh, okay, cool. So you oh, say, like, would, uh, yeah. I'll say, what do you want to search for? And you can say allgames.com. And boom. Mm, yep. It it get, comes up with choices. You move your head and then you tap the little touchpad on the side mm. when, when when you're targeted over it. And uh, it, it goes to it. Um, and then just real briefly, I've, I, I, since I got the joy, joystick hooked up tonight, I did play... Uh, one game which is it's basically kind of a a VR Galaxian, but okay. uh, with with a bit of an intro and also I'm kind of playing and I kind of look to the side and it's like huh what and I did a you you want to play in a in a office chair where you can spin around, no joke, <laughs> and it okay. was like I was inside this huge giant spaceship and all of a sudden I'm there holy shit and uh, <laughs> it, it was just very impressive. Nice. So, all right. Now into episode four, 99 Friends. Yes, so AKA 99 Friends. So somebody is uh, spying on Jessica Jones in this episode. Um, and she's kind of basically, the whole episode is her trying to find out who it is. Um, she also gets a new client in this episode, which is a lady who thinks her husband's having an affair. And she tells her that her divorce lawyer referred her to Jessica Jones. So not a Kilgrave bot this time, seemingly. No. Which is obviously what we had with uh, Hope's parents. Uh, they were told to go to her by Kilgrave. But this lady is, like, really nosy about Jessica and her office. Like, overly so. She's, like, poking around going, oh, how long have you been doing this for? And, like, what's this and what's that? I was like, this is my office. Fucking sit in the chair. <laughs> Like you're the client. I'm 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 the person you're coming to here for help. Well, you know, I mean if you're if you're hiring a private investigator, you wanna vet them a bit. Mm. But I mean if it's been some if it's been somebody that's been recommended to you by somebody you trust, then you would just kinda go in and go, Okay, let's do it. Mm. I don't know. But yeah, basically, basically, she wants uh, Jessica to follow her husband and catch him in the act and take pictures. 
to yeah. basically to allow her to get a quick, quick and easy divorce. And we also see the uh, the cop that uh, tried to kill Trish coming back to Trish's apartment this time with his partner, and obviously he thinks that Trish is dead, so he's like coming to show his partner the body, like presumably not to go, oh look what I did, just to sort it out. Like he's kind of trying to do everything through the law because he he has a, a conscience about it definitely mm-hmm. and they kind of tried to smash the door down however obviously Trish is fine and Ed Jessica comes to her house as well at this point and the cop is very confused about <laughs> how Trish is alive because he thinks he thought that he killed her and she's like not not quite fine but she's alive and walking around so he's very confused so uh, Jessica kind of explains it to him what's going on and like with Kilgrave and what she did uh, to make it look like Trish was dead and we also find out that this cop uh, he wants to help basically to get Kilgrave and we also find out that he's got eight years of special ops training behind him now on uh, he's, you know he he he's been played or uh, manipulated, and he's a guy that can do something about it. Yeah, he's quite quite handy by the the looks of it. Yeah, we'll, and we'll definitely see that going forward more in this episode. Um, now, do we have a name for him? Uh, his name's uh, Officer Simpson. Okay, and we don't have a first name. I think his first name is Will, I believe. Alright. Uh, he, he is a character in the in the comics, but we'll we'll, okay. we'll get to that. <laughs> um on Trish's next uh, episode of Trish Talk after her one where she bashed Kilgrave, she apologizes to Kilgrave. <laughs> and she kinda like uh, talks about how he's uh, actually an upstanding guy and all this sort of stuff. Oh oh wise, obviously, but she wants to take the target off her back, and Jessica obviously wants her to do this to keep her at harm's way. Yeah. And Jessica, instead of uh, instead of following the lady's husband around, she decides to follow the jealous wife around to make sure that she's not a Kilgrave bot, basically. And th- there is a really cool shot of Jessica like perched between two buildings. Yes, which, I thought that <laughs> it was, was awesome. so cool. Yeah, she's just like, too, like I mean, the, you do build buildings really close together in big cities like that, and she's just in this little tiny gap. Maybe it's maybe what like a foot, two feet, maybe, and she's just like sitting in there, like watching the woman <laughs> from really a awesome. few stories up. Yeah, from a few stories up. So she's obviously like jumped or flown or whatever up there, and you and know, bas- and and that's kind of the neat thing about this quote-unquote superhero show you heart she she hardly ever uses her powers and you just get little things like this to remind you oh that's right this is a superhero you know she's a superhero yeah well well, maybe not a superhero but she's a a super-powered person yes (laughs) an enhanced person describing her as a hero is maybe going a bit far yeah (laughs) but yeah so she's basically wants to follow this woman around for like 10 to 12 hours because the Kilgrave effect only lasts about that long before it needs a, a top up as she puts it 
And she also gets uh, Simpson to pull some of uh, police footage of herself to find out who's stalking her. Uh, we see more of like Hogarth bumping into her ex-wife. Yeah, well, she's not, I suppose she's not her ex-wife at that point, but like she's because they haven't got they haven't gone her through a estranged wife. Yeah. Her estranged wife. That's the that's the word I'm searching for. At some restaurant that they used to go to, where Hogarth had proposed to her, and Hogarth's new girlfriend is not pleased. <laughs> she is pretty pissed. Yeah. Uh, but again, I think I mentioned this on the last episode. I don't like this storyline. This particular side storyline is rubbing me up the wrong way. Not not enjoying it. Um, we, we also see Jessica following this woman around and she eventually finds her shooting mannequins in some abandoned shop. <laughs> which is very strange. Because I kind of thought she, that she was going to meet Kilgrave in this abandoned place and then... All of a sudden, she's like pulling out a gun and sh- shooting at mannequins. <laughs> Poor mannequins. Yeah, that was a little weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hogarth has uh, also also managed to find a lot of people who claim that they've been mind controlled by Kelgrave and Jessica Jones and Hogarth interview them all, and it's kind of like a a weird sort of one because there were so many like funny ones in it. Mm-hmm. Like they were obviously not Kelgrave. Like there's the 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 we the girl that's talking about how her and all the neighborhood girls uh, slept with this gardener who uh, made made them do it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Was, it was so funny. <laughs> yeah. And the and the guy who had uh, the guy with the glowing red eyes that uh, made him rob the package store or the Quickie Mart. Yeah, so there's like quite quite a few like that. They're obviously just looking for uh, a legal loophole sort of thing. Like, oh yeah, Kilgrave made me do it. Yeah, scapegoat. Yeah, but there are a couple of legit ones, and amongst the one of them is a woman who was made to play her flute for for this guy, and one of them's a guy who gave Kilgrave his five thousand dollar Xenia jacket. <laughs> and uh, there's also a woman who was made to smile all the time. Yes. So, in, in amongst this, basically, uh, Jessica creates the Kilgrave support group in order for her to find out more about Kilgrave and his habits and what he's been up to and kind of to try and figure out why he's doing the things that he's doing right now. Uh, Hogarth does mention in amongst this as well that Kilgrave could solve so many problems with his gift, as she puts it, if he was on their side. And it, it's, and I need to mention this because like Jessica gets really annoyed about this um, because it's his thing is not quite a gift. It's more like because he's taking away people's free will. Like he is forcing people to do things that they wouldn't necessarily normally do. Mm-hmm. And Hogarth is obviously thinking of it like you could defuse like terrorist situations or like political uh, quagmires and whatnot. But yeah, Jessica does not like this because I mean she is obviously a victim of Kilgrave mm-hmm. as well, and she knows that like regardless of what Kilgrave is making you do, if you don't want to do it, like him making you do it is not cool. Doesn't matter what what it is you're doing. Right. So and we see her like smashing a glass panel in uh, in Hogarth's office. 
Uh, Officer Simpson has collates this movie and brings it to Jessica, and he also threatens Malcolm in amongst us, who's Jessica's junkie neighbor. And uh, Jessica refers Simpson and reckons that he should probably go to the support group, but he's like, "Nah, it's not for me." And same as it's mm. not for Jessica either. Exactly. So Jessica. Jessica like watches through this video to try and find the stalker, um, but she has no luck. So she goes out to get whiskey, as you do. Many problems are solved by whiskey. All maybe, problems maybe are solved no, by well. whiskey. Yeah, <laughs> including naming your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. <laughs> yeah, and uh, while, while she's out getting whiskey, uh, this, a little girl like comes up to her and tells her that Patsy Walker is safe. The man liked her apology, which is so weird. Like, cause it's just like this little cute girl, and then she turns into like a, an absolute asshole to Jessica. Like, well, yeah, she starts calling her a bitch and this yeah. and that, and you just left me there to get hit by the bus, and that was interesting. Yeah, and really weird, but really interesting. And then when like Jessica grabs her, her mum appears, and it's like, "Get your hands off my daughter!" and all this. Uh, we also see uh, Officer Simpson visiting Trish to bring her a present, but she she doesn't let him in the house, obviously because he tried to kill her the last time he came to her house himself. So he he leaves this present outside and keeps away while she gets a present. It's it's a gun in the in the package with the the serial number filed off by the looks of it. And Trish points at him through the door. I was like, oh my god, she's gonna kill him, but uh, she, she doesn't kill him. <laughs> Uh, instead, they kind of talk through the video link through well. Um, Jessica does eventually follow her client's husband. Uh, she does eventually do her job that she's been paid to do. And it does indeed look like he's having an affair. Except, he's not really having an affair. He's actually just with his wife. Who, it turns out, is planning to kill Jessica. Which was was kind of like a holy shit moment. Like when you realize that, you're like, what is going on here? And then you just, uh, Jessica busts in on them and this woman pulls a gun out of her. Uh, and it's funny as well because Jessica pretends to be bulletproof during this scene, which obviously she's uh, picked up from Luke. She's like, yeah, I'm bulletproof. And the woman's like, hmm, I'll just shoot you just to see. And obviously she's not bulletproof. <laughs> and she takes a whack in the shoulder from this bullet. Uh, apparently they heard about her from the guy whose car she stopped before, which is the same guy that she told she had laser eyes to. Yep. Which I can't remember the guy's name, but it's the one that she served the subpoena to, and I think it was in the first the, episode. Yeah, the strip club guy. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, these people have absolutely nothing to do with Kilgraves. Totally separate. Basically, this this couple, and specifically the, the, uh, the wife, hate gifted people. And they mentioned that the papers claim that these heroes saved the city and Jessica's like, well, that was not me. Uh, it turns out that uh, the lady, whose name's Audrey, her mother was crushed to death by a building that the Avengers had destroyed during the incident or the Battle of New York, as we know it is. Now, I, I don't know whether it was specifically like the Hulk or the Avengers that actually destroyed the building or whether it was the aliens. I, I like to think it was probably the aliens... It wasn't like the Hulk crashing through any buildings because we didn't see that many buildings totally no. destroyed during that whole that whole scene. I'd have to go back and watch it again to verify. But but yeah, so basically she's annoyed that her mum got killed during uh, 
during the Battle of New York. And Jessica's like, well, this is absolutely nothing to do with me. Go after the big green guy or the flag waver. Which, again, like I, like I mentioned this before in the, the last episode, call him the Hulk, call him Captain America, like not big green guy, flag waver, any of these sort of vagaries. Call, call them what they are. Uh, yeah, and I don't know if it was... You and I speaking about this over uh, the last uh, few weeks, but that annoyed me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially like I, I can understand the big green guy, right? You're like kind of vague about what he's called because maybe he hasn't ever been named by the papers or whatever. But the flag waver, I mean, come fucking Captain America, like the, he's been around. Everybody knows who he is. He's a war hero, and he came back. Like everyone knows that. It's been in the that has been in the papers hundred percent. Yeah, so so Jessica gets kind of annoyed about that and then trashes the room and tells these people that she has ninety nine gifted friends in this borough alone. And she tells that this couple to disappear or her friends will come after them. Which obviously that's where the episode gets its title, the ninety nine friends thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no way she has ninety nine friends. Certainly not in this borough. And the uh, the husband tells the wife that he wants a divorce, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. He's obviously not quite as into this uh, vendetta as the... You're as a the fucking nut job. I want a divorce. <laughs> yeah, which uh, was very apt, and I was like, fair play to you. You've finally grown some balls and decided to uh, man up here. <laughs> now, um, I've, uh, so Simpson and Trish have basically been talking this whole time, and eventually Trish lets Simpson into her apartment. So, I mean, it, it kind of seemed to me like this is the the start to a relationship for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, obviously. <clears throat> yeah, obviously. <laughs> so we also see uh, Jessica listening to the support group, the Kilgrave support group, and these people telling their Kilgrave stories, one of which was like a guy who had left his kids on the sidewalk in order to be a Kilgrave chauffeur. He got charged for child abandonment and his uh, wife left him, which I felt so sorry for this guy. Like, I mean, through no fault of his own, like, he his life has basically been turned upside down. It just shows what an absolute p- piece of shit Kilgrave is. I mean, this guy, yeah. I, I mean, bullet to the head. S- screw the trank darts. <laughs> Just, just shoot him. Because, I mean, the thing is, like, Kilgrave can get as much money as he wants. He could go into a bank and go, um, give me all your money. And they would yeah. give him all the money. And then he can just go and pay someone to be his chauffeur. He doesn't need to, like, there's no way he needs to, uh, like, just tell a guy to abandon his kid in order to but drive that's, him around. But he gets off on it. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's horrible. When, it, yeah. I mean, we talk about what a horrible person... Uh, Jessica Jones is, mm. but I mean Kilgrave really sucks. Yeah, what a dick! But I mean, yeah. like, be, like being a, a father myself, like that's something that you would never do to your, to your child, never do. And like, obviously, this guy is, is like torn up about it, and I, f- I felt so so sorry for him. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it turns out that he drove Kilgrave around for a week, and he tells Jessica that every day at ten a.m. Uh, Kilgrave went and met the same guy who wore a scarf with blue and white stripes. So this makes Jessica check over the footage that Simpson gave her again, and she eventually fil- finds Kilgrave's spy 
And it turns out that it is Malcolm, the uh, drug addict guy who lives in her apartment building. So she checks out his apartment and finds a picture of himself, of herself, sorry, and uh, she she sheds a tear. And at this point, and that's that's basically that how that episode plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, quite a good episode, and I I was definitely shocked that it was Malcolm. Did not expect it to be him. Oh, who, like you, who, who are you thinking? Creepy uh, neighbor kid. I, I thought it was just going to be like a random person. I didn't even think it was going to be a character that we'd met already. But I was really shocked that it was Malcolm. I think it's because like he he has like a drug addict in, in the show and. Um, you just don't think of him as a threat at all. Mm. But turns out that he's been spying on Jessica like the whole time he's been there, basically. Yeah. And be- because she'd helped him as well, like I-, I felt quite sorry for her because she'd been kind of like a good friend to him. She'd helped him out in a couple of situations before. And he's kind of stabbed her in the back through, again, like through Kilgrave. Like, and we know Kilgrave can yeah, help um... do things like. I think we'll get into that more in the in the next episode as to what's going on with that. But yeah, good good episode overall. Um, I liked the whole uh, arc where we went for something out with Kilgrave as well as like her looking for this person that was spying on her. Like how she was following around this woman and they had a totally different agenda from anything to do with Kilgrave. And what what did you think of this one overall? Um, I liked how things are coming together. We're putting the band together. Yep. You know, we, we, we have, we have our, uh, field team. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we see where, what, what they're planning. Uh, we get another main character introduced, we do get to see the level of... And, I mean, we've seen Kilgrave's depravity to an extent at mm. this point. But it's just, like you said, it's just it just keeps getting worse and more, and more horrible as the thing goes on. Just what mm. a piece of crap this guy is. Yep. <laughs> um, I, I liked it. I mean, there was... Like you said, it, it basically started moving the plot, and we got maybe this one made Jessica a little more likable. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Yep, because you know the first three, yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't digging her. This one was. <laughs> no. uh, this one, you know, you you kind of felt bad. Um, I thought it was an interesting red herring, uh, the couple. You know, mm-hmm. you yep. figured, that, uh, how does this play into the Kilgrave? It had nothing to do with the Kilgrave thing. It was just <laughs> yeah. a couple of nut jobs uh, that are basically anti-hero. And it, it was it was just an interesting... And it, it was just an interesting side note, I guess, is the best way to put it. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, I've really enjoyed this episode. Like, uh, probably my favorite one so far, except for the first episode. Okay. I can. Um, Anything else you want to say about this one before we move on to the next one? No, no. I mean, (laughs) it 
it it so far like I said I think you know not it hasn't changed my opinion much on the series or on her I mean maybe it softened me a little bit to her but um I it's just such an odd series overall compared to you know all the other comic I don't I won't call it hero because you're kind of right she's not very much of a hero but um uh compared to the other mainstream comic book shows this one is just so out there and so non-hero and there are no you know there is no costume there is no uh there's not many uh quote unquote hero effects or superpowers being uh utilized in any great way granted uh daredevil didn't have much in the way of uh superpowers but it had awesome yep. fight scenes yeah it had, definitely you know it it had extreme violence and it was more more visceral more uh more had more action to it and this is more of um a cerebral show i guess is the best way to put it yeah i would totally agree it's more of is it more character driven would you say that's kind of what what i reckon rather than the rather than being about the pills it's about the characters that just happen to have pills yeah but I mean, it's just also such a different story, with such yeah, a different 100%. villain, and somebody that doesn't want to be a hero. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like it's. I, th- I think it's kind of a weird one to talk about because it's so different from mm-hmm. what we're used to talking about, mm-hmm. like from talking about Shield every week, which like Shield is a, an awesome, great show and it's in its own right. Um, but it's set up like it's Shield formula and. You'd know when you're watching an episode of Agents of Shield, like this is way, way different from that, and even it's way, way different from what Daredevil was as well. Yes. But yeah, I've um, I, I didn't quite like I think episode two and three that much, but like episode four is where it kind of started to come back around for me, and I was like, yeah, I'm really getting into the show now. Okay. Um. So we move on to episode five. Mm-hmm. Okay, so episode five of season one, Jessica Jones, which was called "AKA the Sandwich Saved Me." <laughs> That's a great which title. I, it, it was one hundred percent, and I I so wanted the, it to tie into Agents of Shield. Remember, you had the episode with the uh, prosciutto sandwich. Yep. <laughs> I wanted like that moment in there, like for some reason, that particular sandwich saved jessica jones <laughs> but yeah that's not what happened <laughs> so we see like a kind of flashback to like i think it's 18 months ago so before present time uh we see that jessica's made this giant rubber band ball and she blackmails her uh, boss at the time into giving her six months severance pay and basically she's doing her private investigator work in order to get in order to blackmail someone <laughs> Just kind of selfish, but also kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. And uh, 
we see uh, Jessica and Trish going for drinks, and uh, and amongst this scene, we see this guy who wants to like play some love test with Trish because he he remembers her TV show and it's terrible, terrible, terrible theme tune. I don't want to sing it, but like the the line that he sings from it is uh, it's Patsy, Patsy. I really want to be your friend, and <laughs> what a terrible, terrible theme tune that is. But like, that was what themes. <laughs> TV theme songs, they were horrible TV theme songs. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny, like, to hear this guy singing it to her. And uh, apparently, like, the dude, like, jerked off to her when he was a kid, which was incredibly creepy to hear him talking about that. Mm-hmm. What was he bashed his, what was he said he bashed his bald bishop head or some nonsense? Boxing the like, bishop. Oh. Yeah, I was like, oh, dude, I, do, not, oh, do not tell a girl that. If you want to try and hook up with someone... Do not tell them that, like, ever. That is, oh, so creepy and so horrible. Like, I hated this guy from the second he said. In fact, even when, when he sang that theme tune, I was like, oh, I'm going to hate this guy. And yeah, yeah, it was horrible. So in, in, instead of that, uh, Jessica challenges him to a strength test and has a bet with him, basically. And if she wins, uh, he's going to pick up the bar tab and apologize to Trish and go and drink somewhere else. And if she wins, she'll meet his bishop, <laughs> which was very funny. And she obviously, Jessica has superpowers and breaks the machine basically and wins, which is obviously. What was it that Trish said? Trish said that uh, she'd been on some shred thing. I can't remember the uh, the person that she said, but Jan, was oh, Jan Michaels, uh, Jillian or Michaels. Jillian Michaels, that's it. Yeah. So if you want to get strength like Jessica Jones, you know, Jillian Michaels is where you need to go to get it. Um, but we also find out in this scene, which was kind of interesting to me, that Trish says that she would love to be a hero and get to save the world, which was cool. And I was like, oh, I'd like to see that happen. Like, because Tr- Trish has been a character that's really interested me so far in, in the series. And obviously we know that in the comic books, she is Hellcat. Right. And and throughout this, I was like, oh, go on, be Hellcat. I wanted to, like, get a costume and cape and, like, Go and be Hellcat. That would be so cool. Um, back back in the kind of present day, uh, Trish and Jessica start to look into Malcolm and his past. And basically, six months ago, he was a regular guy, but now he's a junkie who has a regular habit of going out at like quarter to ten every morning, which is obviously to go and meet Kilgrave mm. in this park. So Jessica follows him, and he does meet Kilgrave. Gives him an envelope of photos and Kilgrave gives him drugs in exchange. So Kilgrave is like his dealer, basically, or his enabler, or whatever you want to put it. But basically, it looks like Kilgrave has got him hooked on, I believe it's heroin. And uh, this is why he keeps going back to him every day with these pictures. And the next day, she follows him again, but he's sent to a different place where, and just to show how much of a dick Kilgrave is, Kilgrave makes a guy throw coffee in his own face. <laughs> Which I was like, oh my god, like, that is awful. <laughs> like, what a... I, he's I know, like, just he's not, a prick. Yeah, he's a total, total prick, and I mean, you could argue, like, he's maybe not as bad as, like, Loki or Thanos or whatever, but, I mean, the, like, the street-level stuff, this is, this is horrible, <laughs> like, throwing hot coffee in your own face is is bad times well the guy was busting his balls about uh grabbing all the magazines mm-hmm. 
Now, um, we also find out, we get the confirmation that Trish is banging Simpson <laughs> when uh, Jessica comes to visit. And Simpson wants to help them to kill, kill, to kill Kilgrave. But uh, obviously Jessica doesn't want him dead. She wants him captured. So they come up with this plan to rent a van and capture him and take him to this hermetically sealed room. And we then see a, a flashback. And this is where we get the title for our, our episode. Where we see Jessica wearing a sandwich costume. <laughs> giving out flyers for two-for-one hoggies all day. <laughs> Uh, she's, she sees this little girl like walk out in front of a taxi or a cab, as, as you would call it, and saves the wee girl's life by stopping it with her bare hands. And the wee girl says, the sandwich saved me. <laughs> and it, imagine she just stayed as the sandwich hero. It would have been so funny. Hoagie woman. Hoagie woman, yeah. <laughs> now, in the, in the present day... Uh, Jessica finds Malcolm passed out in the elevator and takes him home, which is nice of her, considering that he's been spying on her. And she also goes to visit Hope, where Hope asks for money, which was kind of weird. I was like, why is she, why is she asking for money? It made no sense to me at, at that point in the episode. And yeah, we we get another flashback now, and this was the the highlight of the episode for me. Like this flashback was awesome like I, I missed this on my first watch completely i must have felt i must have fallen asleep during watching this episode because it's it's a little bit of a slow burn but like this flashback was absolutely awesome now basically what happens in it is that after jessica had done her sandwich saving she uh, she talks to trish about it and basically she kind of thinks that she might try try the hero gig like try to be a hero so trish makes her a costume and it's the dual costume from the comics. Like, it is literally the dual costume. And she says, yeah, so your superhero name should be Jewel. But Jessica doesn't want to be called that because Jewel is a slutty stripper name. <laughs> Which was, it was really cool to see that, like, to mm. get that little nod back to the comics. But also to go, no, that's, like, really old hat and dismiss it. So that she can move forward and, like, be something different. Right. Because like wearing that costume, even like like say it was whatever eighteen, eight, twelve, eighteen months ago, like it would have looked very silly, and we would have probably heard about it somewhere in the MCU before now. So it makes total sense that she didn't put the costume on, and Jessica's character, even at that point, like she would never have worn that that costume because it does look a little bit ridiculous. But most, like we've had this discussion, most superhero costumes look ridiculous on real people. Yeah, that is that is true as well. I like Captain America's costume though, and and I know you don't like it. <laughs> well, I and I think that's one of the things they've done with the MCU is mm. they've made for the most part realistic costumes. You know, the Scarlet Witch isn't wearing that stupid. Uh, Square cutout on her head. Um, (laughs) Hawkeye has a fairly normal outfit, and you know, uh, Black Widow is more or less this, you know, standard shield garb. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, um, You know, same thing with Mockingbird. She's not wearing the the mask, and I I love what and, and Jessica does a great thing with with Trish in this scene. 
about you know using masks and stuff. She takes oh, the mask and she turns yes. it around. She goes, "Now you're you know," and basically says, "Now how are you gonna fight me?" Yeah. <laughs> and think about it. Mm, yeah. Uh, you know, any of these heroes that wear mo- most of these heroes that wear masks, all you gotta do is spin around and they're blind. Yeah, with the exception of Daredevil, obviously, who's already blind and it does not affect him. <laughs> it makes sense for Daredevil to wear a mask, 100%. <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't affect him. But, uh, you know, uh, we he looked okay. We're not getting into the Daredevil costume thing again. Um, but, uh, you know, you, even, you know, even the Spider-Man movies, haven't been a fan of uh, you know seeing a guy actually in uh, a giant leotard. <laughs> yeah, and we'll see how the new one looks in yeah. the in the new movie because obviously that is in the MCU. And and I absolutely I hate you. all Batman armors except <laughs> uh, our costumes, except uh, Michael Keaton's uh, rubber nipple one. <laughs> no, it was George Clooney with the nipples. George Clooney had the nipples. Oh, George Clooney was the one with the nipples? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, you know, I mean... <laughs> I mean that's just because it's ridiculous. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the, you know, those costumes... That was the only costume that worked was the original Batman trilogy to an extent. Everybody yep. else looks stupid. Superman <laughs> works, but that's because he's not wearing a mask either. But, I mean, he does have the worst disguise ever. Like, mm. I take my glasses off. Uh, yeah, yeah all right. We're not like getting into that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, and honestly, uh, Jules, the Jewel costume, which we have seen in the comics, is, you know, I think it's fairly... Gr- granted, uh, the version that Trish had had issues, but... Uh, <laughs> Including you know, camel it's, toe it's, by the of it. Yes, yes. I love the camel toe wrap. <laughs> she goes, she goes I, if I'm wearing that, I should be calling myself camel toe. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's it's not a very ostentatious costume. Hmm. You know, I mean, we've seen, I mean, in the Marvel Universe, there are some crazy-ass costumes, and this was basically a white jumpsuit. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, with a with a, with a blue mask. sash. <laughs> yeah, um, the the one thing that I, I also liked about this is that Trish is very keen for her to wear like the costume, mm-hmm. so that it definitely leads me to believe that if Trish goes on to like become a hero, she will wear a costume, because she's obviously into the costume thing. She's like, yeah, costume, let's do it. So she'll make her own costume, which I would love to see that. Yeah. So. Um, I I really liked that scene. Thought it was absolutely brilliant, awesome. Like little callback to anybody that's read uh, the Jessica Jones comics. Hmm. And I'm really, I'm, I'm really glad that they put that scene in there. Yeah. Like, uh, like I said, I missed it on the first June. <laughs> I completely missed the scene, and uh, it just fits right in there, and it kind of cements like Jessica Jones is like not, not a superhero. A superpowered person, rather than like costume hero type person mm. that we've seen in Daredevil and the Avengers and stuff like that. But so uh, back in the present day, we see uh, Jessica Simpson and not Jessica Simpson. 
<laughs> we see Jessica Trish and Simpson. <laughs> see like that. Um, getting into position to enact their plan. So basically, follow Malcolm again. And in this scene, we see a kid running about in a Captain America costume. I was like, "Wow, there's Captain America, little, little dude," and that was cool to see. So I don't see why they're running about calling him like the flag waver and all this when they've got his costume. Like they can use it. He's Captain America. Say Captain America. <laughs> Yeah, but it was cool. It was cool to see like how the Avengers and stuff are permeating this universe in like kind of. It, it wasn't that subtle, but like little subtle ways. Because I mean, I did not see that on the first viewing either. No. So they they follow Malcolm and uh, Malcolm meets Kilgrave at a cafe where they enact their plan. Basically, Jessica distracts Kilgrave as Simpson walks past and fires a dart into his neck. Uh, he passes out and Jessica grabs him and carries him to the, the waiting van. And these two guys who are seemingly Kilgrave's bodyguards give trace. Uh, give, give trace? What? <laughs> give chase. Uh, they get to the like the place where the hermetically sealed room is. And they've been followed though because Kilgrave has a tracker on him. As he's, a par- he's obviously a paranoid guy who's worried about things like this so he's got this tracker on him so these two guys and more and more of Kilgrave's goons uh, follow and then f- fight the three of them and manage to get Kilgrave back uh, they do manage to capture one of the guards however who is actually not like a Kilgrave bot he is just a paid goon basically not mind controlled at all he's just been highly paid which is which is makes more sense to me than like Kilgrave <laughs> just being a dick and like making people show for him about the place. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of his backup plan. Is basically he's hired these people in case like he ever loses his powers, and it works really well here because he doesn't get captured in the end. He's he's freed. Right. So uh, Jessica goes off then to find Malcolm, who's trying to score drugs from someone now that his obviously his Kilgrave supply is cut off and we see a flashback here which is was a really interesting one which is where Jessica meets Kilgrave for the first time but it's actually also Jessica saving Malcolm at an earlier time from two muggles but this is seemingly before he ever became a drug addict like basically he was getting mugged and Jessica is Essentially, patrolling is what I kind of took it to be. It just, but just wearing like a leather jacket and not the jewel costume. She's just walking around patrolling. She sees a guy getting mugged, goes up and saves him. Like because yeah. the guys, the guys were going to kill him. They had knives. The this guy who they were mugging had seen their faces. They were about to kill him. Jessica saved him, which is her being a hero there, which was cool to see her doing that. So that was her like doing her hero gig. But unfortunately, it was like. She did stop them and they ran off, but unfortunately, Kilgrave showed up at, at this point and basically took her over. Um, it was it was funny as well because he had like these two women following him about, and then as soon as he saw Jessica Jones, he just sent him away. He's like, "I just go away. Don't want you anymore." And uh, he then takes her for dinner for Italian, and it's kind of like a love at first sight thing. I don't know if 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 you thought that as well for Kilgrave. I was like. He has just fallen in love with her immediately. He, he, I wouldn't call it love. He's fascinated. 
And I think, once again, uh, it's a power trip for him. He mm-hmm. now uh, is controlling a quote-unquote superhero because at this point she is trying the superhero gig. Um, and he now has his own superhero puppet. And yep. I think it's more of uh, he is control. Uh, I think it's a whole, uh, an entire control thing. I don't think uh, I don't think Kilgrave can love. Mm, well, I don't know. <laughs> I think we'll get we'll definitely okay. get into that more. All right. Yeah, you've seen the whole thing, but mm. I'm not. I'm not giving any spoilers, obviously. But but yeah, it was it it was kind of weird to see her. Just like doing exactly what he told her to do, and he's obviously got so much power, and he gets off on having this power over mm. other people. And the fact that she is powerful yet has absolutely no control over herself when he's in control is like an um, even bigger power trip for him. Yeah. And again, like he's especially like he's like looking at the guy on the ground. And he's like, "Yeah, that guy's fine." And then when it, the shot pans down to like the guy on the ground, you see it's Malcolm. He's like absolutely beaten to bits. Like he's not fine. He's like collapsed in a heap. <laughs> he's not in a good way. No. Um. And in the present day, we also see uh, Jessica detoxing Malcolm, who's obviously now free from Calgary's mind control stuff. Um. Basically, she handcuffs him to a pipe in his bathroom. Or to get him off the drugs, and she kind of asks him to choose drugs or choose to save her because she needs uh, she needs him to be clean to save her, and uh, kind of from herself, kind of from Kilgrave to help her out. It's it's kind of a, a weird one, and she does leave him like a bag of heroin though. He's like, yeah, take it if you want. Like, like you getting clean, it needs to be your choice, which I think is probably the way that any drug addict needs to clean I don't don't know I've never thankfully been in that situation before but the the power that would have for somebody getting clean in that manner going no I choose not to take the drugs is like that's pretty extreme I would say yeah so we we also see like hope getting beat up by one of the other inmates who would kind of is kind of like a it's not this butch woman like just comes up down the middle of the night and battles out battles her, which was kind of weird and and like the two hope scenes like in amongst that her asking for the money and then getting beaten up by them it was really like felt a little bit out of place like you were kind of like I don't really need to know about that like I don't know if you felt that as well. Um, did they kill her? I, I was wondering. I was watching no. that. and I was like, "Is she dead? Did they kill her?" <laughs> no, no. They just beat her up, and uh, obviously the the kind of thought of it is that Kelgrave's reach has extended into the prison, and he's managed to somehow convince this woman to beat up Hope for some reason. Which is kind of a weird one to go. How did this all happen? Like, what is going on here? <laughs> but that. We'll get the answer to that in uh, the next next episode, I think. Now, um, Kelgrave obviously wakes up from his uh, from being knocked out, and he's he's now back home safe. Um, you see him pulling out one of his teeth, and like so he's got like the blood in his teeth, and he mm-hmm. looks like 
he look is this is just again to show this is the bad guy look at him with the blood in his teeth smiling well he's pulling out a tooth <laughs> he's the bad guy and he calls Jessica and now he he promises in, in this to leave Malcolm alone if she sends him a picture a day and and specifically what he says is send a picture save the junkie which they remind me of the line like save the cheerleader save the world from uh, yep. heroes <laughs> it's just I don't think I don't know if they intentionally meant to do that but it was kind of funny and she she doesn't say a single word to him throughout this phone call and hangs up on him but when she goes to visit Malcolm he chose not to take the drugs he like flush him down the toilet basically so Jessica's like well I can save you because you want to be saved so she sends Kilgrave a picture a, a little selfie but she does not smile yes and no, she's not happy about it no she's like oh, fuck it I'll just do it but I'm not happy about it and uh, that's the end of that episode so um, what what did you think of this one overall um I think I liked three better. I did like the idea. I was listening to uh, the episode of the B team that I came in late, and Fred has already finished the show, and we can see that th- this being this is episode five, right? Yes. Um, mm, yep. This is where they kind of extend the show because uh, they have their plan. They they. Uh, execute their plan and their Quite plan well. fails mm-hmm. well up until the point it failed yeah <laughs> and and the fact that uh he had a tracker so um you can see that you know granted they had to get 12 13 episodes out in order and i think uh so overall it, it shows um kilgrave's cunning Mm. and preparation uh, at the same... And it also uh, provides us with more insight into uh, some of the key characters of the show and how they're all interconnected. You know, Malcolm... Mm. What, think about it. Uh, Malcolm was uh, a victim that J- Jessica rescued... And and this is when Kil and this is how she came under Kilgrave's control because Kilgrave was walking by with the and I don't know if you noticed that one of Kilgrave's escorts at that time was the smile lady. Okay, okay, okay. I didn't and, notice that. Okay, yeah. And I don't know if the other one was the cello lady or not, uh, but you know he he sees Jessica. He goes, "You two bore me. Leave." <laughs> At least he didn't tell him to go uh, walk in front of a bus. Yeah, or go fuck themselves or something like that. <laughs> well, that would have been the Skinamax uh, version of uh, Jessica Jones. But um, <laughs> the... So, I mean, we're seeing that what they are doing is they are weaving a great story and starting to see... Uh, not even just the main characters, even these bit characters, these uh, other victims of Kilgrave uh, being woven into 
Jessica's life. Mm. And I, I don't know where they're going with uh, Hope getting beaten up in jail. And I assume the money she needed was to, uh, because these people would beat her if she didn't give them money or something to that effect. Um, but she had the money. Like Jessica gave her the money, and she still got beaten up. Yeah, I, I so like. You know that's that. You know, okay. I figure, okay, that's that's a thread that will be taken care of down the road. Um, Will Simpson is turning into a decent character. Mm -hmm. Um, The scene of him going down on Trish was absolutely hilarious. (laughs) Um, Does he remind you of Captain America? Yes. Yeah, because he totally reminds me of Captain America. A badass Captain America. Yep, yep. Um, more Punisher than Captain America. Now, you said he's a comic, uh, he's a character in the comic. Are we allowed to talk about that yet? He he is, but we're going to save that for an, another episode because there is a, uh, another episode coming up, and I, I'm not sure if it'll be the next one or the one after that, where it will become, it's more pertinent to talk about it then. Okay. Let's put it that way. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so, I still don't know if I like this series. Mm-hmm. It intrigues me, and you know, the f- and I I have to watch it because we have this show to do. But um, <laughs> uh, and I don't know if I would watch it as. Um. I don't know when I would actually finish this hmm. if it wasn't for this podcast because uh, there's parts of it that I'm really interested in and I want to see it and we kind of binged through the first five, I think, in the first weekend or first week and we haven't gone back to it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I will say the first time I watched these episodes, I kind of only half watched them. I was doing other things at the time. So, um, but, you know, like I said, and I, I got to tell you, I love watching it in the VR theater. I mean, <laughs> it, it. well, I mean, it, you know, you put the headphones in and you're you're in your own world and there's no distractions. Yeah. So, definitely. I mean. No, pu- it, no puzzle quest. <laughs> yeah, you can't. I can't play Puzzle Quest and do VR at the same time. Uh, but, uh, but also, I mean, it it focused me on that episode. So I think I will be doing more VR with that in the future. Um, it, the only issue I would say with like watching it like that is that obviously it's a solitary experience. And like, kind of, I know you watch like these shows with your wife. Mm-hmm. As like, I, although my wife hasn't watched more. Uh, any past episode one of Jessica Jones, she wasn't that into it, but she will get around to watching it mm-hmm. anyway at some point because she's seen everything else in the MCU, so right. she's she's invested. She has to watch it. <laughs> so and I'll, I'll be watching it again with her at some point. And my my wife and I discuss these shows, and it's uh, you should be in the car with us when uh, she's listening to the episodes and uh, <laughs> making her comments on our comments. or she'll she'll pause it and say you're so wrong (laughs) she'll pause it and uh ask me a question it's like yeah you're just listen for another 30 seconds dear your question is answered 
<laughs> because she comes up with a, a, a lot of the same points and insights that we do. So, yeah. um, but, uh, you know, I'm kind of reinvigorated with the show because we did kind of take a break because of the recording schedule here. And, um, you know, I had watched these episodes two weeks ago, so there was no way I was going to be prepared to do a show without at least rewatching them again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, I said something tonight. It's like, okay, well, we got we got to we got to get through the next two episodes sometime this week, and it being Christmas, that gets to be a challenge. But, um, you know, I. I'm interested. I, I think the Kilgrave character is fascinating. I think uh, he is probably the most evil character in the Marvel U- Cinematic Universe. Yeah, he's definitely in contention. <laughs> I, I mean, there's, I mean a bad, there's a lot of bad people, but wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean this, and I think it's interesting that, and I know there was a a storyline in a Mar- I think it's called. Emperor Stark, mm-hmm. yep. where the Purple Man took control of Tony Stark, and uh, I, I don't know all the ins and outs, but it was uh, it was basically probably the Purple Man's moment of glory. Yeah, Purple I, Man I, being Kilgrave. Mm, I don't know if that was uh, if that was in the comics or not, but certainly I, when I saw that, it was in an episode of um, Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes, the cartoon. It's a great episode. Like it shows you how okay. dangerous this guy could be if he takes over the the right or wrong person. And you know, with the way the Marvel Cinematic Universe is being set up, where you're, do- I mean, okay, you have Ultron, you have uh, you know a- an invasion, but we haven't had some. You know, Doctor Doom is not available. Neither mm-hmm. is Apocalypse. Uh, no. Neither is Kang, apparently. I'm trying to think of some of the great uh, uber-Earth-based supervillains in the Marvel Universe. Here is a guy that could fill that void. Yep. And uh, he, he's kind of a megalomaniac. He's certainly a micromanager. Um and uh, he just he he loves abusing his power. Yeah, he relishes. And, and he's it. a guy, mm, and he's a guy who could believably build his own army overnight. Mm-hmm. Oh, we saw. Well, we saw it in the comic book. Uh, the one of, in the final issue of the original Jessica Jones uh, run. He's walking through. Times Square, and he just screams to the crowd, everybody kill the person to their right, mm. Cause, causing the mass riot. So uh, he, he has a, a fantastic, horrible ability, and he's not afraid to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think... I have to see how the how the series plays out. You've obviously finished it. I know my co-host Fred has finished it, um, and I'm looking forward to uh, the next few episodes. 
So. Yeah, definitely. Um, for for me, just like to mention briefly, the um, I'm more enjoying watching the show for the uh, side characters than watching for Jessica herself. Like, it's kind of interesting to me the like the adventure she's getting into and stuff like that. But the storylines that I'm more getting invested in is like the Simpson and like Trish storyline. And obviously Luke Cage, like, because I know Luke, mm. like, it's, it's Luke Cage, and Luke Cage has been great so far. He, he was not at all in these two episodes. He's, uh, they took a backseat for him, which makes complete sense because you don't, you obviously, we don't want this show to turn into, like, the Luke Cage show. We've got that coming up. Mm. They don't need to do too much to him, just establish him and, and integrate him into this a little bit, but not too much in your face. So they definitely had to take him back a step because he was really a focal point of the first couple of episodes and it was good to step away from him for a minute but I want to see more Luke Cage <laughs> well <laughs> and I, I would really... say that follows the comic book as well yeah. where you know he was in the first episode or two and he would you know there's um, somewhere around episode uh, issue I don't know 14 15 mm-hmm. uh, he comes back because uh, he, uh, it's probably around episode uh, issue sixteen. Uh, he and Jessica are hired as Matt Murdock's bodyguards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he he shows up for a few episode, a few issues there, and then he kind of comes back at you know in the last two or three issues of the comic book as well. So it, that's something that was established in the comic book and I, i'm waiting to see if the series ends with her uh confiding in him that she that she's pregnant and so yeah. well you know that's where that's where i'm hoping this thing leads and well you know i'll be interested to see where it goes from there um, no, off the top of my head, I can't remember whether or not that happens. <laughs> and, <laughs> I genuinely can't remember. <laughs> you know, I, I, I like the Trish character. I agree with you. I think uh, sh- she's obviously more likable. Mm. Um, but you want to talk about a camel toe, camel toe outfit, the Hellcat <laughs> one would uh, certainly uh, fall under that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but could could we see Patsy Walker in that? Or, you know, could we see a Hellcat series? You know, Hel- as far as I know, Hellcat has never had her own comic. And I, there's probably a good reason for that. <laughs> uh, I mean, she she is a great supporting character. She would be a great asset, and she should be in the Defenders because while she wasn't a founding member, she was one of the longest-running members of that group. You got to remember that in the in the comic books, the Defenders was a Mm non-team. Yep, they were. You know, they didn't have any organization. It was just sometimes these characters crossed paths, supposedly. And worked yeah. together. Um, so, yeah, uh, I can't, you know, this episode in particular, it adds to the story. W- were there any holy shit moments? Not really. 
just just that one flashback for me was like a a, a holy shit moment. But that was like the comic book geek in me was just like, yeah. oh my god, <laughs> doing this. I would have and, liked to seen her actually put the outfit on. Yeah, it, it would have been so funny just to see her in it to see how ridiculous she looked. Yeah. So you know, I, I, I like these two episodes overall. Um, got, I I think I was kind of lukewarm on episode. Maybe not so much two, but certainly uh, with I can't remember which one it was that I didn't like as much two or three. One of those I didn't like as much, but this these two brought me back on board. And but yeah, like I said, really like all the the supporting characters, especially like Trish and Simpson. Like mm. really, I really like those two characters and their kind of dynamic that they've got going on. It's sort of he tried to kill me, but now now they're lovers and, <laughs> and they're both obviously like quite like handy in terms of fighting and stuff. And well, obviously, obviously, Kilgrave, like David Tennant, is fantastic at playing Kilgrave. Well, Tr- Trish was taken out uh, before she got to do anything, which I thought was hilarious. But yeah, and it shows that you know, yeah, she may be badass, but uh, w- one shock of the taser and she's done. Um, the other, th- the other storyline uh, that I find interesting is creepy neighbor kid. I want yeah. you know. Is that just more red herring and just uh, ambiance to living in Hell's Kitchen and you have weird, creepy neighbors like this? Or <laughs> is there something, or does this lead somewhere? I don't know. Maybe maybe somebody who actually lives in Hell's Kitchen can tell us if it's actually like that. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have that way in any apartment building. <laughs> yeah. So... All right. Um, no tweets, no Facebooks, no uh, no uh, new reviews. I think we're out of here, Andy. Yeah, I think we are. Obviously, if anyone has any like uh, thoughts on Jessica Jones mm. or or Angel Shield MCU MCU as a whole, uh, do send your uh, tweets to at Cast of Shield and uh, Facebook messages for longer stuff to. Uh, Agents of Shieldcast on on Facebook. You can find us there. Search us up. And if I'm right, and what I'm going to do right when we get done here is put up a post on the Agents of Shieldcast just so people can put comments. Uh, we're doing episode six and seven next, correct? That's right. Yep. Okay. Just so I put the right numbers. Uh, <laughs> so if you have some comments that are germane to those episodes. Feel free to either tweet us or you can, like I said, put a comment over on our Facebook page with your thoughts on uh, episode six or seven, and we will try and read them on next week's episode. Yep. And I think we're done. Andy, when you're not leaving comments on random Facebook pages, where can people (laughs) find you? Yeah, so you can find me uh, giving random comments to random crap that Ali spews uh, live on 42 Level 1 every Tuesday, 4.30 Eastern, one thirty Pacific, and 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time. Uh, we talk games, we talk comic books, we talk movies and um, TV shows as well. And we have discussed Jessica Jones a little bit, but obviously nowhere near as in-depth as what uh, we're, we're going here. Um, so yeah, you can find us like I said, on allgames.com every Tuesday. And you can also find all the episodes on Stitcher, iTunes, and 42level1.com. What's Allie, what, what did Ali think of Jessica Jones? Has he watched much of it? 
Yeah, he really liked it. He watched yeah. it all. He finished it before I did. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he really liked it. He thought it was brilliant. Um, I think he was like, he said it wasn't quite as good as Daredevil, but it was definitely up there alongside it, which is high praise from Ali because he absolutely loved Daredevil. I can be found every Tuesday night uh, as well on allgames.com. 9 p.m. Eastern on the B-Team podcast. We've plugged the show many times tonight. Uh, We talk games. We talk tech. We talk some TV. There will be an uh, in-depth initial impressions on uh, the Samsung Gear VR this week, along with some other games. And I'm joined there with my co-host, Ryan, Fred, and Eli, and uh, it's a great time. Come listen to us. With that, Andy, I think we're done. Yep. And I just want to remind everybody, when all else fails, it's called whiskey, goddammit! Night, guys.
Hello, Howlers. Welcome to another episode of Hell's Kitchen Cast. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I can never Guns remember the name you. of this goddamn show. <laughs> <laughs> Too many shows. <laughs> oh, man. 